Incredible, mamish, incredible daf ahead of us. We're up to daf mem hey, page 45. And we are about uh, 13, 14 lines down at the Mishnah on daf mem hey, Amud Aleph. Now, today's daf is really going to be primarily giving us a glimpse into the base Hamikdash. Um, we're going to have uh, three Mishnayas on today's daf. I'm really going to get a glimpse into the base Hamikdash. And how things were arranged for the Nazir when he would show up to complete his Naziris, when he would bring his, cut his hair. Where would he cut his hair? Bring the Karbanas. How were the Karbanas brought? And this, today's daf is really going to um, three Mishnayas, one after the next, continue on the completion process uh, as, the, as the Naziris uh, moved on from his Naziris back into. Um, regular uh, regular life. So really some fascinating uh, limudim today. Let us get going. We're up to the Mishnah. Taglachas at Tahara Ketzad. If you have a Nazir that was Tahar, pure, pure Nazir, he now is going to do Taglachas. So again, he's going to be getting a haircut, but Taglachas is the expression that we've been using for completing his Naziris process. So a regular Nazir who's Tahar, how does he go about it? Hayamevi Gibel Behemus. So as we've learned, the Nazir is going to bring three animals, chatas, ayla, ushlamim. A karmel chatas, which is kachi kachim, ayla, which is kachi kachim, and a shlamim animal, which is kachi kalim. Lighter, lower level kaktish. Vishaychet es ashlamim. According to the Tanakama, he's now going to come to the Beis HaMikdash, he's going to shecht the karmel shlamim, umegaleach alehem. And then he takes a haircut. Okay? So he's first going to shecht the shlamim and then take a haircut. Divi Rabbi Yehuda, this is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Lazar says no. Loi megaleach ala ala chatos. You know when he would shave his head? Only after bringing the carbon chatos. Shah chatos kaidemes bikomakim. Says Rabbi Lazar a rule. If you ever bring multiple sacrifices, and amongst those multiple sacrifices, there's a sin offering. Sin offering comes first. It's like the Kayan in the room. Yeah? The what? The Kohen in the room, so to speak. Yeah? Sin offering always comes first. So you bring the sin offering, and after the sin offering is the haircut. Okay? So we have Machoikis. Whether you first bring the Shlomim and then get the haircut, or whether you bring the Chatas, and then you get the haircut. All right. Says the Mishnah, by the way, even though we have a dispute over how it should be done, you should know, as soon as the Nazir brings one of his sacrifices, even if it's the Ola, whatever it is, any one of those sacrifices, that's fine. All right? He he fulfilled his, uh, he fulfilled his uh, obligation of bringing a carbon prior to getting a haircut. So you have says the Mishnah is about ideally which carbon needs to be brought. But everybody will agree as long as a carbon was brought, you're fine. All right. Rav Shimming Abiyalayim, says, Hevi Gimel Behemais, Velay Pirish. Here's how it worked. The Nazir would bring three animals, but... He didn't tell us which animal was which. Let's say, let's say he just showed up with three animals. 
What the Kayan should do is take the animals, and any animal that's fit to be a sin offering, now different, different carbonos have different requirements for their animals, the type of animal, the age of the animal, so on and so forth. So the Kayan takes that type of animal that's fit for a sin offering and brings that first. It takes the one that's brought for an island, offers it as an shlamim. The one that's fit for a shlamim, he should bring as a shlamim. Okay. Very good. Now, what's the Chiddush of the Seifa? What's the Chiddush of the end of the Mishnah? That the Nazar himself is not the one who has to designate which animals for which. As long as the animals are fit to be brought, the Kohen could be the one who goes ahead and designates it, as long as it makes sense, as long as it's sensible that this animal fits the requirements of, the, of that specific karma. Okay, so here we go. Two main parts of the Mishnah. Again, you have a Nazar that comes to shave, According to the Tanakama, who is Rabbi Yehuda? The first time is Rabbi Yehuda. First he brings a shlamin. Rabbi Lazar argues, says, no, first you bring a chatos. The Mishnah says, bidyeved, you can really bring anyone. And then the second half of the Mishnah discusses that the Kohen could be the one who sets aside and designate which animals for which, as long as it fulfills the requirements. Zokti Gemara, Tanur the rabbis learned to Soshui. The Nazar comes and gets a haircut at the entrance of this Pasuk is talking about the carbon shlom. Meaning, after you bring the shlomim, you shave your head. Now, how do you know that? Who says, The shlomim is shakted at the entrance of the Ayomayed, which is a proof for Rev Yehuda, the Tanakhama. You shecht it, you go to the Ayomayed, you shecht it, and right then and there, the guy, the Nazi gets a haircut. Says Gemara, who says, You're telling me it means first you bring the Shlomim, and then you get a haircut. Maybe it means that he mamish gets a haircut at the entrance of the Says the Gemara like this. Who says you go to the entrance of the to bring your Shlomim? Maybe he's going to the entrance of the just to get a haircut. That's the new barber shop. Says the Gemara, it's a barber shop. You're just going to go to the Ayomayid just to get a haircut. Amarta, Amarta, you're going to say that's why he went to the Ayomayid? Im Kane, Derech Bezoyinu. You're not just going to go to the Ayomayid to get a haircut. It's got to be that he went there to bring a car. Rabbi Yishia, Rabbi Yishia says, I want to tell you something. Einayit Tzarech. It's actually not going to be an embarrassment to, for the Nazir to shave his head at the entrance to Ayomayid without bringing a carbon. Don't tell me it's going to be a Bizayin. You know why? Because elsewhere the Torah already said, The Mizbeach did not have any steps going up. The Mizbeach was a ramp. Why was it a ramp and not steps? Famous... Right? What's the message? What does Chazal teach us? Because it's going to be the bottom of the Kayin's foot will be revealed if he has to go up steps. So out of Tznius and a modesty, we just have a we just have a ramp. Yeah, you'd go up a ramp. We don't want to show any sort of disrespect towards uh, towards uh, the Mizbeach. Now, if we're careful about disrespect towards the Mizbeach, Kavachaymer Lederach Bizayin. How much more so would it be? Uh, how much more so would it be a bizayin to go there just to get a haircut? Okay, 
So what Rabbi Shia is proving is that if you're going to go to the Ayomayid, it's got to be you're there for a carbon. It cannot be you're just showing up for a haircut. Again, and what's his proof? We don't even allow a step up, on, up to the Mizbeach. We're very careful. It's, it's, very, it's very delicate. The Kedusha of the Kayan, not to have any sort of uh, exposure even underneath the Kayan as he goes up because it's going to be disrespectful to the Mizbeach. How much more so are you going to say just to show up to get your hurt? It, it, it's it, it's got to be that the, the purpose of the is to teach me he showed up to bring a carb. Okay. You're right. I'm asking to you, Rabbi. And this is good. Good clarification. According to this, the hair cutting didn't even happen over there. Didn't even happen there. But Chaj, you went there, even if it would, you went there for a stump. But in a chanami, if we're saying that he went to the Ayomayid for the carbon and he didn't go for the hair cutting, so you don't have a proof anymore to do a hair cutting at the engines of the Ayomayid. You're right. So it doesn't need to be done there. In a chanami. Yeah, clarity. Good. It doesn't, the hair cutting will not have to be done over there. Nusuch Acher, Medjish Parsha Nasai. Another Nusuch in the Medjish in Parsha's Nasai. The Gilach Hanasai. The Nazar shaves his head. Again, it says, Al Pesach Hayomayid. Rabbi Yeshi Aymer, Bishlamak Asimadaber. What it means is, he, um, he, he, uh, he went there to bring a, a, a carbon shlam. Uh, okay, that was the statement. Maybe it means Taka to get a haircut. already said, don't go up a ramp. Rather, it must be that he went there for a shlom. Okay, same halacha, but with a different nutzach, a different approach. Fine. Rabbi Yitzchak said, you don't even need a makar. You don't need a source to tell me that he didn't get a haircut at the Pesach Hayomayin, because I read you Aimer velokaches Arayish Nizray venosan al haish. Listen to this. We're now entering another piece of information about the Nazir. Not only which order of sacrifices he brought, but you ready for this? What happened with the hair after he cut it off? So it says in the pasuk. Ready for this? It says in the pasuk. The Nazir shaves his head at the entrance of which we said brings the Karma Shlom, but he shaves his head. And then he takes his hair, that's this possible. He's going to take the hair that was on his head and grew while he was a Nazir, and he's going to put the hair into the flames that are there burning parts of his carbon Shlom. So you're obligated to take the hair and throw it into the fire. The same fire that's cooking your meat. So your hair is now turning into fuel to cook your to, to cook his shlama meat. This is talking about something that needs taking and putting. to exclude the haircut Okay? It excludes um, the the haircut over here. Which needs lekicha taking havaa bringing unesina and placing down. Okay, meaning again the Gemara is saying that the nazir, um, the nazir obviously did not cut his hair at the entrance of the ayomayid. It has to be only something that has those two steps. Over here, you're going to have 
the three steps, because you have to bring it to the fire. So this did not need to be done at the entrance to Elmeir. Ike da Amre, Rabbi Yitzchak Gaimer, that again, the, the, it's talking about the carbon shlamim, and not talking about the haircut. So you're going to tell me that now he would bring his carbon shlamim and then go cut his hair and throw the hair into the fire. Maybe Taka means to cut his hair mamish. So here we go. The place where he would cook the shlamim, that is where he would take his hair. That is where he'd take a haircut. So wherever the cooking was, since he would throw his hair into the fire while it was cooking. So what do you learn now from that? What's the assumption? At wherever the cooking of the carbon shlomim was, that's where, the, uh, that's where the haircut was. Okay. The Nazir shaves his head at the at Pesach HaYomayid, calls Mancha in Pesach HaYomayid, Pashuach, Now the HaYomayid, let's just clarify something. Literally means a tenth of meeting. For us, meaning the base Hamikdash. What's the Ayomayid? The Ayomayid is the tenth of meeting that went around with them in the midbar. What happened times the base Hamikdash if you were a Nazir? So over here it's referring to the base Hamikdash. The Ayomayid was the place where we met with Hakadish Baruch Hu. So what does it mean at the entrance? It means, not what it means is, the Nazir was obligated to take a haircut during the daytime when the Beis HaMikdash was open. And this is where, again, a next fascinating idea. So far we've been learning which the order of the Nazir, where it was, uh, uh, um, which carbon had to be brought before he actually shaved his head. We also learned the hair had to be thrown in the fire underneath the carbon shlamin. We're also learning the location for the cutting of the hair. And you know what we're just learning now? That the Beis HaMikdash was only open for business from dawn until Shkia. If you wanted to go get Cholent in the Beis HaMikdash at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're li- it's, li- it's not available. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a 24-7 Zach. It wasn't open 24-7. The Beis HaMikdash was open and available for a Kal Yisrael to walk in from dawn until night, until Shkia. So it's letting me know that the Nazir had to take his haircut at a time when the Beis HaMikdash was open for business. Okay? So only during the day. Reb Shimon Shizuri, I'm here. Reb Shimon Shizuri says, The Nazir would take his haircut at the entrance of the Now, this is referring to, again, in our terms, we'll call it by the opening of the Beis HaMikdash. And let's present the picture. When you first walked into the Beis HaMikdash, there was an area called the Azara. The Azara was a large hall that people would walk into. That was the entrance to Ayomayit. And there were four chambers off of the, off of the Azara. One of the chambers that we're going to focus on was, uh, was set aside for Nazirim. It was there for, uh, for the Nazir to get a haircut and cook the meat. That's what we're learning. I believe it was the southeastern corner, as we're going to see. So there was one corner of the Azara, the southeastern corner, that was there for the Nazir, and it was a, call it a barber shop, and that's where they would cook, and, and that was the location. So Rav Shimon Shizuri says, a, a, a limud, something to learn out from 
the Nazar getting his haircut at the entrance to Ayomayid while it was open, he says, you should know, only male Nazirim got their haircuts in this Azara, in this chamber. The Loi Nazira. But let's say a woman would make herself a Nazira, she could get a haircut wherever she wanted. It was not when you walked into the Beis HaMikdash, you did not see women getting haircuts. Why? Shemi is Garuba Pirchei Kahuna. Which basically means, because of lack of modesty. It's a lack of modesty for a woman to be sitting there and all the men who are running the Beis HaMikdash, the, the young Kaihanim are running around and this woman, uh, this woman sitting there getting a haircut, that's an immodest thing. So only the men, says Nazir, a man will get a haircut in Nazir, but not the women. Says the Gemara, Amr Lai, they said the Shemesh Azuri, it's not true. We're not concerned about the young Kaihanim running around with these women with their hair uncovered, getting haircuts. You know why? By a Saita who's brought to the base of Mikdash to shrink the waters, we know that they uncovered her hair. But if you're concerned about all the men running around, then a lack of modesty. Why do we allow, uh, how, how could we allow that to take place? It must be, we're not concerned about women with their hair uncovered. So we should say that even an Azira should be allowed to get a haircut in Azara. Says, no, there's a difference. I'll tell you the difference. By a Saita, she's there because there's trouble. And there's a nice chance she's about to explode. She's not coming with her fancy schmancy makeup and high heels and everything else. We're dealing with a sight here. And therefore, the focus has nothing to do with modesty. The focus is getting the job done of clarifying what's going on in the life of this woman. As opposed to a Nazira, who knows very well what the next stage is. So she's just coming to the base of Mikdash to wrap up her Naziras and she's going to show up. Dress nicely, you're coming to the Beis HaMikdash. You walk into a shul, you walk into a Mikdash mat, people dress nicer. You go to the Beis HaMikdash, you dress up very nice, have her fancy pocketbook and the fancy this, the fancy that. And then you're going to go and uncover her hair. That, in that setting, it's a lack of modesty and it's inappropriate to be done publicly with all the Pirchei Kahuna. So Memela says of Shimon Shizuri, her haircut did not need to be done in the Azara, rather it could be done in a different location. Okay, beautiful. So that's what we've clarified, right? That there's a, a carbon, machlekas, which carbon was brought first? Then the, then the Nazir cut his hair. He burnt the hair in the flame. And where was it done? It was done uh, in the Azara during the daytime at the time that it was during the Besamikdash's hours. All right, so we're getting beautiful, like we explained in the introduction, a lot of clarity as to the process. Now let's keep moving along in the process. Next Mishnah. He would take the hair that grew while he was in Nazir, and he put it underneath the dud. Now a dud, anybody who's uh, lived in an apartment in Eretz Yisrael, yeah, was, it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, if you wanted hot water on Erev Shabbos, you have to make sure to turn on the dud switch to boil up the water in the, uh, in the Israeli apartment, right? But the dud is boiling Underneath the pot. That's what that's the, the hot pot. So he would take his hair and he would throw it onto the fire that was underneath the boiling pot. The, now the hair, notice, the hair turned into fuel. 
because it was fire, and that's what would cook his shlamim. Ve'im gilach b'medina, let's say he got a haircut elsewhere, if the haircut happened somewhere else, then it was not thrown underneath the pot. Okay? Now, according to this, it seems that the location of where the Nazar shaved his head is not Ma'akev. It's not Ma'akev. We gave a location where it should be done, but let's say it was done somewhere else, it wasn't Ma'akev. He just wouldn't take it and uh, throw it underneath the pot and turn it into... Uh, turn it into coal. Okay? He wasn't allowed to do that. But Medvar Mamurim. He has to have a, uh, uh, something else that's going on there. He can't just walk in any place and there's a, there's a stove or a fire or whatever it is and cut his hair. Nachon. Um, well, you're right. I mean, what would happen is he would shave his head elsewhere and then come to the base of Mikdash to bring his carbonus. Because what, the carbonist, huh? And, he, and the barber, and the barber get, has a uh, a sheet to gather all his hair, and he brings it there to burn. No, he wouldn't be allowed to burn it. So, so what happens to his hair when he uh, shaves himself? He would bring the hair to Yerushalayim, but he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, throw it underneath the pot. That's what we're assuming right now. That's what Shumar now. He cut his hair, but the mission is letting us know. Even if he cut his hair elsewhere, that hair was not allowed to be thrown into the fire to help uh, cook his carbon slum. So he cuts his hair and he lets it, and lets it lie on the ground somewhere? And, that, and he take it with him. And he take it with him to Yerushalayim. And then what? What do you mean? What would he do with the hair? Is that your question? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, what would he do with the hair? We're, we're going to learn later that there's going to be a situation where if the hair wasn't able to be burnt, i.e., it's going to be a classic case of that, it's going to be a Nazir who became Tameh, who's going to have to shave his head. We're going to say that that hair was buried. It was considered holy. And it was kind of like became Seamus. So there's, gonna, there's, there's other things that we were, that, you know, there's other ways to handle the hair if it wasn't done in this, uh, in this system. Okay, but let's see. Let's see. The Gemara is going to clarify the halachas of this mission. So here we go. So we said in the Mishnah, if he would shave in Yerushalayim, so then he could put under the pot. If he shaved elsewhere, he could not put under the pot. This is all true by when when he's tahar and he's completing his nausea process. But let's say he's shaving his head out of Tumma. He would not put it underneath the uh, the Dud. He wouldn't put it underneath the uh, boiling pot. They always would throw it underneath the pot. Unless he was a nausea who became Tomei and shaved his head outside Yerushalayim. If you have both of those combined, where he was both Tomei, and the outside, that's where you don't burn it, and uh, um, it's going to be buried. Okay, so he says if you're missing out both parts, number one, you're not a. It, uh, let's say like this, Gordon Thurmayer. If you're a Nazir Tahr who shaves outside Yerushalayim, you could still put it underneath the pot and burn it. If you are a Nazir Tameh who shaves in Yerushalayim, also you could burn it. The only time you cannot is if you're Tameh outside Yerushalayim. 
then you go ahead and bury. That's the pin of Rav Meir. Okay. Says the Gemara, night al So the Nazir would go after shaving and he would take the hair, Ton Rabbana, the rabbis learned. And that's why the rabbis, after bringing his carbon, you ready for this? Continuing on the process. He brought his carbon, he cut his hair. You ready? After that, he would take the rotave. What's rotave? Sauce, gravy. From his carbon shlomim that was cooked. And he puts gravy on his hair, on the hair that he cut off. So not only was, ready for this? The hair put into the fire that was under the pot. It was hair mixed with gravy of the carbon shlomim. That was put into the fire. So you have both gravy of the shlomim and the, and the hair. That's both cooking under the pot. Let's say he put it underneath the pot of, a chata, of the chatas in Asham. Yotza, he fulfilled the requirement of burning the hair with gravy. Should be under the shlomim, but nothing else. Asham Benazir says the Gemara, I don't understand. What do you mean in Asham? A regular Nazir doesn't bring an Asham. Right, what he bring? Shlomim chatas oila. He didn't bring a nasham offer. Asham nazir tar meika. El arav achik amar the nazir tamei mushleach tachas adud shal asham yatsa. Benani mili. How do we know this? The Gemara says, what? What's this whole idea of taking the gravy of the carbon shlomim, mixing it with the hair? What type of concoction is that? And then you throw it into the fire. Where do you get that from? What's the source? Amar Rava, Rava says, Amar Krosh, Tatan Posuk, Asher Tachas, Zeva Chashlomim, he puts the hair in the fire underneath the Zeva Chashlomim, the Shlomim offering, Mizbuchoy Yehei Tachtov, which means some of the Shlomim should be under the Shlomim. Okay? So you learn that some of the gravy of that very thing which is cooking should also be underneath it. But we said if he did it by Garmachas, he's Yotza. My Taima. What's the reason for that? We only find it by Ishlamim. Omar Kra, Zevach. Zevach means any sacrifice. Even if it's not Mamish, you do it for a different carbon. As long as you did it underneath a carbon, plan B, you're Yotze. But you already used the word Zevach to teach me there needs to be gravy. So how can you tell me that Zevach means the other karbanas? Imkain, one word can't teach me two alachas. Imkain, it could have said, he takes from the gravy of the shlamim. My Zevach, what does it mean from the offering of the shlamim? Since it uses a general expression of offering, we learn that if he didn't do it under the Shlomim and he did it under a different carbon, that would be as plan B. That would suffice and he fulfilled his obligation. The Ema Kulachatas Vashimudasa. Okay. Says the Gemara. But maybe we should uh, learn out that the word Zevach is coming to include the Chatas and Asham like automatically. Why are you saying, like, do the shlamim, and if he did under the chattas and asham, I mean, if he did, it seems it's included, mamish. 
So Gemara says, no, Imkain, Lema Shlomim Vezevach. It should have said you bring a Shlomim or a Zevach. My Zevach Shlomim, Shma Mina Tarti. We learn from here both halachas. Okay, that part of the carbon is meant to be put with the hair underneath it and of the Shlomim. And if you happen to do it instead by the Euler or the Chatos, it will suffice. Okay. Ton Rabban of the rabbis learned, and so should we call Hayyim Tachas Hadud. The Nazirim would take their hair and throw it underneath the burning pot. Except if he was a Tame Nazir who shaved his head and he shaved outside. That was the opinion that everybody agreed with, right? Certainly if he, if he did both, he was Tame and outside. He does not throw it underneath the pot. In this situation, the hair gets buried. Divir Rabbi Meir, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda Aymer, Rabbi Huda says, Tahirim, if you have a Nazir who is Tahar, so he's completing a regular Nazir's process, Kan Vikan Hayu Mishalchin. No matter whether they got the haircut here, call it in the Beis Hamikdash, whether they got the haircut there outside Yerushalayim, either way, the hair would be thrown into the fire underneath the pot. Temeim, what if it was in the case of a nudge that became Tomei, then Kan Vikan, if you were Tomei, whether you were in Besamikta slash Yerushalayim or outside, they would not put it into the, into the fire that was underneath the pot. Okay, that's the opinion of Meir. We'll call it, they're lenient. And they say you can always, he always would be able to put his hair underneath the uh, pot of the shlamim with the gravy. They say, if you were tar and you shaved your hair in the base of Mikdash, then we allow you to throw it into the fire. If you did everything right, you throw it into the fire with the gravy underneath, un- underneath the carbon slum. But, if you were tummy, you did it wrong that way. Or you took your haircut outside Yerushalayim and you did it wrong that way as well. We're not going to allow it to be thrown underneath the fire. Okay, says the Mishnah Viter. So the, the, uh, they would then go ahead and they would cook the carbon shlamim ay shulkan. Or they, he would do slika on it. Slika is a fascinating process of, of uh, cooking, which means cooked multiple times. <clears throat> multiple, multiple, multiple times. So it's, it's uh, it, we'll call it, it's not even slow cooking, but a picture like a chalent where it's cooked after 12 hours or so. But if you leave it in for two days, you know, uh, it, it, it gets, uh, you know, the, the cooking becomes even starker. The Kayan would then take the Zraya, the foreleg, which was cooked, from the rest of the animal, from the rest of the ram. A shlamim was an ayel. So the, after it was completely cooked, the Kayan would take the foreleg, and he would take one of the matzos that were brought along with it, from the basket, or a kick matzah achas. So he would take a uh, a uh, um, a uh, he, he would take the uh, matzah achas 
and a rikik rikik is a different it's a different type of matzah, different types of thinness and crispiness. It was cooked in a pan. It depends on the cooking process, but both of them did not become chametz. They were not allowed to become chametz. Didn't leaven at all. The nisan al kape hanazir umenifan, and the kayan would take the foreleg along with these with uh, the the bread and the matzah, or called the matzah and the wafer, and he would put it on the hands on the palms of the nazir, and they would wave it together. And once they do this waving process, the nazir is now permitted to drink wine, and, and, uh, and he's uh, permitted to be Tame Mes, meaning it's after the waving that he becomes mutter in all of his restrictions. Top of tomorrow's daf, daf mem vav, Reb Shimon Aymer, Reb Shimon says, as soon as some of the blood of the carbonis, any carbon, was sprinkled, so we have a machlaikas, at what point the nazir is allowed to, uh, is removed, released from his uh, prohibitions. According to the first opinion, he's released when he waves it with the kayan, and according to Shimon, it's going to come as soon as the blood of one of the three carbonis is sprinkled. Okay. That's the Mishnah. We'll hold it here for today and Besham tomorrow. We will restart. The, we'll go back to the Mishnah and uh, and pick up from the Mishnah five lines from the bottom of Daf Memhei Amud Base.